Y'all, I'm famous. Ah, I knew being a weathers that we were popping, but my God, this week's You Better Know. I am so hyped right now. I have to even give context. Like, usually I just jump right into it with some like, oh, you know, blackness is everything. No, my family's blackness is the shit. So long story short, guys, I was... um visiting my uncle george hi uncle george love you and me and my cousin were sitting there talking shooting the shit remembering all the good times with family and then he just starts going through the rolodex of just how popping the weather slash carter slash myers were and i'm just like well you better be on your henry gates jr giving me all these details and he proceeded to give me basically my you better know for this week So y'all, you better know about Felicia Weathers. Super excited. She was born August 13th, 1937. She is still alive. She apparently is a part of the Indiana branch of my family. And she is an American opera singer and concert singer. Soprano. So every time I was in the shower trying to hit that note, and I was just like, why is it just around the ribbon? And I didn't know what to do. That was because inside of me, I have a sinking greatness that comes from Felicia Weathers. Um, basically, she's a cousin of mine. Now, you know how black people are always like, oh, that's my cousin. Six times removed. No, for real, she is a cousin. We have verified and confirmed this. She was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Now, let's just run through the credentials of every place that Felicia has been famous. She has sang in Zurich, Vienna, Munich, Berlin, Hamburg, Paris, Oslo, Copenhagen, Stockholm, the Royal Opera in London, La Scala in Milan, and Metropolitan Opera in New York. Her passport been tatted, getting all the life. So basically, one of her supporters was the conductor Herbert von Karan, who was born in April of 1908 and died in July of 1989 and he was an Austrian conductor which makes total sense because when you think about Vienna Austria duh um her notable performances were leading roles leading she was nobody's chorus girl but leading roles in Salome Aida Madame Butterfly and as Donna Anna and Don Giovanni Elizabeth and Don Carlos and many others she also is a recitalist and concert singer. I'm not going to lie. I had to like really look up like what the hell is a recitalist. Basically, it's just basically saying like she is a trained performer in front of crowds. Come on, Cousin Felicia. Um, She has received many international awards. In terms of what she did in Italy, she was given two Sagittaria de Oro. Do not know what that is, but it sounds fancy. Um, Also, she was awarded by the Norwegian King Harold for all of the dedicated work that she's done for the Norwegian company in terms of her art. Then, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, was made Felicia Weathers Day by the city of Indianapolis, Indiana. And then in Germany, she, okay, I've prayed over this word. I'm probably going to butcher it to the two German people who probably listen to this show. My bad. But in Germany, she received the Deutscher. Okay, hold on. Give me a moment. Schau Pratten Priest. That word, my God, it just sounds fancy. And I really wanted to note or mention that. In 2011, she was the recipient of the National Opera Association's Lift Every Voice Award. Her last public performance in opera was in 1999 in Germany, and she sang the role of Chrysothemis in Electra. And then since 
She has been singing. She also dedicated her professional experience to mentoring future operators. My whole life, the only opera singer that I've ever known really was Marian Anderson singing on the steps of the Capitol building. And then also, um, oh God, my daddy's going to slap me from heaven if I don't remember his name. Paul Robeson, sweet Jesus. Ooh, I am so sorry. Um, And Paul Robeson for Old Man River and Othello. To find out that I have a music or opera aficionado that is in my family family like I'm literally already looking at like the megabus like no we need to go see her she sounds amazing not to mention if you all just research her this bomb ass chocolatey woman you better come through with this first stole so that is the you better know for this week um going into the vault and finding out that my god my family is popping. We on the record books, okay? We out here making moves. So now I'm going to introduce my guest for the evening, and we are going to get right into it with Joy Has Questions. Hello, Chicago, my amazing city of wind. It's your girl once again, Joy Has Questions, coming to you with another week, another amazing show. Um, I am super excited for the guests I have today for one reason. For two years, I watched him you know, do his little remixes, get his little sexy time on in the car. He'd be sitting there, like, doing, like, all this crazy, like, rapping shit. And it was so good. And I was just like, Brandon, where is the mixtape, the EP, everything? So, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody else that has a more fitting title, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Who do we have today on the show? You got none other than exclusive Yes! Exclusive with an X, no E's in it. So exactly. X-C-L-U-S-I-V. Oh, no, we're going to get your handles and all that. Don't worry. I'm like, this, this is getting stamped because when you blow, I'm like, and at the next big jam, I'm going to be like, nope, nope. He was on this network on mm-hmm. this show. Um, so first and foremost, love, thank you for coming on the show. No problem. People have responsibilities. You could have been anywhere. Hell, you could have got like a bag of shrimp from Two Fish, but you came here, so I super ah, appreciate No, I don't eat no fish. You don't? Not what? a chance in hell. Are you allergic? No, I just don't eat it. What? Who says that? I don't eat seafood. <gasps> oh, you got to step into your bougie black man bag. Like, no, there's I nothing can't. like getting surf and turf. It's nasty to me. The, the only thing I would try, like... I might I eat some shrimp, but it got to be like breaded. Okay. Like, like you just can't sear them in a pot and I eat them. Not. So you ain't never gonna go to Dakota's and be like, "Yo, let me get a pound of shrimp, a pound of scallop." Nothing. Not a chance. That is sad. Like, no, it's not. Okay. I'm a steak kind of so I like give me a T-bone, a ribeye, New York strip, something like that. You a carnivore basically. Mm. Okay, got you. So you pretty much are like, give me all of the cow. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Um. I have wanted to have this conversation with you just in terms of like, I've seen your artistry develop, how you've crafted your own, you know, path. You definitely have um, a well-known family member or just in general, like your family's Mm -hmm. known. But I just wanted to know in terms of you, when it comes to Chicago and branding and the dreaded words, clout chasing, how is it that you were able to still, you know, basically not be a fuckboy and just like, you know... Maintain your job, be a good father, do all these things, and still find time to, like, hone your skills without having a name drop to do it. I mean, like, as far as, like, the cloud chasing shit, I don't know. It, like, it's just certain people that that do it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, you, if you're not a certain breed of person, then I feel like you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't even care about it. Like, 
I don't really care about like everybody knowing me. It just happened to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of followers and shit, but that don't really I looked up and you was like at ten thousand. I'm like, my God. I'm like <laughs> I just saw him like getting, you know, fucking four piece. Like what right. is going on? Like, I don't know. I guess I don't know, whatever happens. I mean, well, I know why. Like my brother was shouting me out and shit, you know what I'm saying? So people following me from his page. He got three hundred thousand followers and shit like that. So that's how that happened, but um, but I'll even like giving you your own credit, even before that or before season right. one of I mean, like, the show, like you yeah. have maintained like a following and, you know, I don't know what your algorithms are. Definitely let me know. But I'm like, you definitely, I'm, I think it's the eyes. I think it's like, you know, you, <laughs> you got like the light skinned Jody on all. So I was like, oh, he's cute. Jody from Baby Boy. Oh. Like, <laughs> it's like. We gonna follow him. He is Chicago nigga, Bring but no. Like a fat burger mama on the wheel <laughs> with some cheese. <laughs> no. So I think that's like was one of the things too. Like you've always had like this very bubbly personality, very outgoing on right. your own. Um, in terms of what made you want to branch out, you know, because sometimes people say like, oh, it's a timing thing. Like there's an expiration date in terms of your age before you can get popping. What made you say like, regardless of all of that, fuck it, I'm gonna get into rap. Has that always been, like, kind of your thing, music? Like, you mean, like, um, as far as, like, taking it serious? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I always wanted to, to take it serious, but then it was, like, so many different eras, and I feel like I never fit in one of those eras. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, the Chief Keef era, the Dirk, all of them. You know what I'm saying? Now it's, like, uh, what was the other guys? That was out west. They wanted, like, some Fifi shit, like, dancing. Like, I was never one of them. You know what I'm saying? So that's the type of shit that get more shares and more attention. Versus somebody like me, like they gotta, you gotta kind of know me, like oh yeah, he dope, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's, it's just I don't know. I always been at it though. I'm like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let up. Even when like sometimes like, like I'll tell my friends some shit like yeah, I'm thinking about like just fuck the shit. But then again, I'll be like I hear a nice beat, I'm like I'm about to write to it. It like, calls uh, you back. Yeah. You're like oh no, I have to do this. And then like another thing, another thing about rap. It's studio time. Like, you just at the crib writing, then you you just doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, I got a better job and shit, and I was able to just get my own studio time. I was tired of asking people, like my brother and shit, tired of asking him to put me in the studio and shit. So, I got a j- better job, and I was able to get in there whatever I want. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm able, I'm able to pay these videographers to um, make videos for me. You know, shit like that. So, it's, it's about having your own money, because I don't really like asking nobody for shit. That's I don't me. know if that's a Chicago thing or black, but I'm like, I feel like everybody from Chicago be like, no, I don't ask nobody for nothing. I'll mm-hmm. do it on my own, and then, like, I'll see everything come back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you actually also hit, though, a very good point. You got a better job. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, like, sometimes a lot of people think, like, you have to be this starving artist or mm-hmm. you have to be, like selling drugs a car cracking or whatever to support yourself and my thing is like i've always admired that about you like your ass work a nine to well not nine to five but the (laughs) thing is you have a normal tax deductible job Mm -hmm. and then your ass clocks out and goes into the studio and you have your outside of that so do you think in terms of inspiring other people do you look at yourself as a role model and the fact that like no you can have a regular gig and still be focusing on your dreams too yeah i mean like I guess <clears throat> making music when you like struggling, I guess it sounds good. Why are you struggling? Right. But when you get to a certain point and you still talking about struggle, like we heard already, like now, you know what I'm saying? You getting money or whatever. 
talk about something else. I guess that's why I guess I'm a little different because I ain't really talking about no struggle shit or um, how much money I got. I can touch different subjects, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm from the streets, but I'm, I wasn't really like in them, like, you know what I'm saying? Out here shooting people and shit, but you know what I'm saying? Like you heard of the shootings, but wasn't nobody yeah. coming to your house like, so about this drive-by, were right. you there? You know like, no. Yeah, uh, I was right there, you know what I'm saying? I have friends. I still got friends that's in the shit that I'm, like, close to or whatever. So, like, and a lot of people think shit like that. Like, when you got a, a, a close friend that's really in some shit like that, then they can just talk about the shooting and shit. And, you know what I'm saying? You never done that, so don't don't say you did. Your homies did. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just certain people like his. I know a lot of guys that rap, and those guys would be like, oh, well, we did this, and we did that. And, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're just lying. Like that one guy. What was the name? Which one? They all. You know, it, it was a it was a white rapper, man. He he had some little popular-ass song. Macklemore? No, like... Like it was one of them guys. Like he never had like a deal or nothing like that. I think like you say, white men in rap. It's either Eminem, Jeezy, Macklemore. I have no. no- his name like Slim something. I'll like, have to look into this. And he was fucking rapping. Um, in the video, he had like all fake guns and shit. And he was talking about a bunch of murders and shit. And then uh, somebody sat him down and had an interview with him. And he was like, "No, I'm, I'm just rapping. Now. I just, I, I just like to talk about this shit. I never done none of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's like." It's a difference. Like some people really do that. Some like and that to me that's cloud chasing. That's cloud chasing. Um, cloud chasing is like asking for likes, asking for attention. You actually bring up a really good point because I saw a lot of that happen specifically with Zach TV. And now, yeah. and I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know who he was until he passed. I'm not saying that to disrespect his craft. Mm-hmm. It's just like I didn't, I didn't follow him like that. Yeah. But I saw a lot of people that were like, "Rest in peace, Zach," and I'm just like. Are you sure you know him? Like, I I didn't, you know, and apparently he was, like, really big in the underground scene. Mm-hmm. Do you think in terms of when it comes to cloud chasing, that's, like, I feel like everyone does it, especially in this generation. Do you think it's especially high in Chicago, or do you think it's just something that it's, like, just comes with the territory I mean, of trying to be a public figure? If I ain't mistaken, I, I think that term started here, it might be a little bit bigger here, you know what I'm saying, than right. other places or whatever, but I'm sure that... Cloud chasing is everywhere. We just probably say it the most, but it's, it's definitely everywhere. You know what I think, actually, and this is my own opinion. I think it's because Chicago, we a city of hustlers. We a, mm. we we got that good mouth, like we talk a lot, you yeah. know. And it's to Chicagoans, it's easy. Or if you know the game, and if you know, like, nah, you talking shit, but you have nothing to back it up. Like it's easy for us to navigate and be like, mm. nah, you wasting my time. But for other people, it's like you come through, and it's like you can easily get caught up in the talk and align yourself with people who don't actually like hold you down. Mm. So pulling from that, how important is your tribe or like the guys or just you know women, peer, whoever you have around you that has kept you going. I know you said earlier there were times where you were just like, man, fuck this. I'm not doing right. this no more. So what has helped maintain that that hustle or that fire for you? I think like just, just hearing certain people like I get inspired by other people's music. So if somebody else makes some cold shit or the beat is just nice, I'm like, damn, I should do that beat or I should I should write my own shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's I like being inspired by people who can actually rap, people who make good music. Like when somebody technically doesn't have like 
a good song to me. Like, it, matter of fact, it'll be a good song, but they ain't really talking about nothing. Like, it's just popular. You know That's what I'm saying? Half, half the exactly. radio. So, I don't know. I guess the people around me, though, like, we, we always send each other stuff. Like, my homies in my group chat, we'll send each other music all day, and um, other guys is rapping, and we, yeah, we, we like this, we don't like that, but um, I also hang around a lot of musicians, too. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just easy to keep it going to me. It's, gotcha. it's easy for me because I, I, I genuinely love music. Like, I don't like going to work. I make decent money with shit, but I don't like going in that motherfucker at all. Right. So what industry funny. are you in, just so I know? I work in the forging um, shop. Forging? Forging. That's like um, when you, like, heat metal up. So, are you a welder? No, I'm not a welder, but okay. we, we, we got welders there. Not even trying to be funny, but even your job that you're describing, that's something that, like honestly really isn't found anymore in the country like right. there people at times like might look down on i guess like factory work or whatever but i'm like those are actually skills that a lot of us college bred cannot actually do at all i'm sitting there looking at ooh, not my manicure like i'm good but yeah. that's something that's like even when it comes to like your day job Mm-hmm. You have a skill set that is super rare because nobody, it's all getting exported. You right. know, like it, we used to be a country that was like, oh man, we're going to do this shit ourselves, not no more. Mm-hmm. So even when it comes to that, like you're doing something that actually is a source of pride that you can be like, nah, bitch, like I right. have my stuff together. Right. Um, so just pivoting a second because, like, I have definitely followed you, you know, outside of just being you. And also, let me say this. Um, so I don't come off like cloud chasing. No, we are not best friends. I'm not every weekend. We're like, yo, where are we at? Right. Um, but it's always just like mutual respect. Mm-hmm. I definitely saw like when you, you know, introduced, I guess, the world, if you will, to like your daughter. Who? My nigga. You could not deny <laughs> her if you were fucking Stevie Wonder. She is your spitting image. I know, right? Especially in the cheeks and the eyes. I was like, twins. Crazy. Um so tell us a little bit about that, like, and not even trying to like treat you or come at you in any type of way, because I'm like, you was out here living that good bachelor life. Mm-hmm. Like, I clearly saw you with your bottles. You was like, we out living my best life, <laughs> right? You totally, right. and not say you ain't doing it now, but now you like have turned into like, I'm a dad, you know. So how right. how are you able to transition? And it, it seems like overnight, if you will, in terms of being a bachelor to looking up and you got like a toddler right. well she might be older than a toddler but yeah. how did how did that like work for you like i knew like there was something that i had to do like i have to you know what I'm saying, take care of her like why not like, i'm in a position to do it like say that for the people in the back <laughs> i had to take care of my child right, thank you brandon okay and keep like, going yeah i was kind of salty though like when i first met her Mm, her mom was talking about like moving away like this like probably like a, two three weeks after she told me that i had a kid so she like yeah we think we think about moving to uh i forgot what she was even said but i'm like no nah. somewhere that's not chicago is the yeah, point i was i was pissed on like, and me and her like we was at first we was kind of like up and down or whatever like we was cool or whatever but then we had like certain bad points but I had to let it happen on that. I'm like, you know, like, why would you even tell me I got a kid and then you about to move? I'm like, what's the point of that? Like, you should have been told me. I was mad. So then she hit me back like, uh, I don't know if it was that day. Of course not. Probably like a couple of days later maybe. And she was like, uh, we're not moving. I'm like, All right, cool. So after that, I'm just, I've been getting it every weekend since I uh, found out about it. So. 
And shout out to you for being an excellent example of how you don't have to have no shade to anybody that does have to involve the course. But I'm like, people can use common sense and co-parent without all the foolishness, you know, because how old are you, Brandon? 28. You 28. Definitely still in your prime. Um, It's not a death sentence. You clearly can be out here still getting it and kicking it. You know, you just have the added responsibility or the priority now of having a daughter, which, by the way daughters are bomb just mm-hmm. speaking as one myself <laughs> you know no, she she is cool though like i don't know like i feel like you treat her like your little homie like oh we finna go yeah, ride exactly. <laughs> like, and that's how she is too like she i don't know when i first met her of course like she wasn't even messing with me like she was looking like who are you i know exactly. we twins but i don't but, know you like but that. like whenever women around like she'll she'll go home with them like she was like that like she real friendly and shit but not to me like when i met her i'm like damn like you got the same face. I'm like, I'm looking at you. You, you crying all the time. You want to go back home and see your mom. I'm like, damn, this shit. It, it don't. It hurt. It definitely hurt. Like, it feel bad. Like, I, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. How long did it take before she like kind of was like, I right, you cool? I guess. See, the thing is, like, whenever I go pick her up, she'll cry. But five minutes later, you know, we we smooth after that. You know what I'm saying? But. Eventually she'd be like, uh, I wanna talk to my mama or whatever. I was kinda getting mad at her mama. Um a little bit because she was she she used to call a lot, like while I got her. Like okay, you know what I'm saying? You. Like she'll FaceTime me and wanna speak to her. Now when she see her mama, she wanna go back home, you know what I'm saying? When you coming to get me? Cause she can talk at this time. I met her when she was two, about to be three, like she was about to be three like in some couple days. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was I'm like, damn. So she can like have full talks with you. You know what I'm saying? You but, sitting there going like, damn, I'm trying. Like, what is the problem? Exactly. I don't know what to do. But like, whenever she like don't talk to her mama, she'd be smooth. Like sometimes she's still like that, but not as much. Like I'm like, you ready to go home? She like, mm, not yet. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, that's sweet. All right. So she she cool now. I'm gonna tell you now, all my professional friends who listen, it's gonna be like, he sounds so dedicated. <laughs> who is he? <laughs> like, no, um, but no, that is something you know that I'm very, very big on. Like, I, I am still the president of the daddy's, you know, girl right. fan club. I don't care if my father has passed. Like, holding mm-hmm. presidency, and that I think you through action are demonstrating. Like, you have to work at that. Right. Like, you are her first representation for what a man especially a black man in this country or in this world or in this space is supposed to be so it's like so what if she didn't i don't want to say like you but if she didn't understand the relationship you had to keep at it you know and there's a lot of times that especially guys who are aspiring artists i feel be like well i'm just out here i'm trying to be a provider right your job definitely is to provide but you also have you also have to be a nurturer to your child so i definitely see like clearly you're taking that step as well and also not beefing with your baby mama yeah which is a key fact because that can go so left so quick if Mm -hmm. she's like i ain't been around you in forever any goddamn way so (laughs) that definitely works out like that that's what i swear to guys all my friends most of them and they baby moms like then fell out like, they see each other, they kind of don't even want to speak to each other. You, know you looking like, woo, child, together. Like, <laughs> so me and her, the thing is, though, I'm like, me and her, we never been in love. You know, we never dated or no, nothing like that. So that's what it really is. Like, when you, you love somebody and then y'all break off, you kind of develop a, 
I ain't gonna say a hate, but you develop some. some you can have like her. some mixed feelings. Yeah. You don't know how to, you know, take it at right. times. Because it, then it'd be saltiness. That's what it is. <laughs> we are so Chicago salty treated. You, like, damn, Joe. Like, um, but no, and I think you bring up a good, I mean, and totally not disrespecting her in any sense. It, right. it wasn't like it was a transaction, but it definitely was like y'all had a casual, or from what you're describing, yeah. it seemed like a more casual relationship. Exactly. So you actually can be more clear-headed in terms of like, I respect mm-hmm. you as my daughter's mother. Right. When am I getting her on I, Saturday? Because I, I made a song called Letter to My BM. And, um, Is this on the album? Or yeah. on the EP? Yeah, it's on Okay. The, so I made that. And um, I had just put like a freestyle out. What was it? I'm trying to think. Whatever it was, maybe a freestyle, like it was just video of me rapping. But I actually went to record the song too. So I put it on YouTube, whatever. She was like, People telling me you made this song about me and uh, I ain't listened to it yet. So I'm here to back. Like, you only got to be worried about Like, I ain't disrespecting you or nothing or whatever. So she listened to it, like, Yeah, I like it. Like, y'all should, uh, you should do a video to that. I'm like cool, you know what I'm saying? Not so, gonna come up with the treatment or anything. Your daughter definitely got to be in it. Just saying. I made it already. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, never mind, man. You yes. clearly have that in the bag. Yes, yeah, out already. I, I actually just uh, I put it out Sunday. Okay. Yeah. I will definitely see it then, or rather listen exactly. to it when yeah, I'm there on day for the actual release. Um. And then also, just for people, like Chicagoans, obviously, or I should say black Chicagoans, if you're mm-hmm. living under a rock, yes, this is Van Johnson's brother. Now, I have always loved the fact, I ain't never seen you, like, drink a shot on that show. I ain't never seen you, like, twist your hat. Like, it literally has been a thing of, like, I see you on IG, and then it's like, woo, I'm out. I got it, like, third shift coming up in, like, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. I got to go. Why is it so important for you, and no shade to your brother at all, but why is it so important for you to, like, separate yourself from, like, his brand or, I should say, the reality brand in general? I mean... Oh, yeah, I hit you with that real question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the separation is, is like, my choice of, like, like being around, like, being around what they got going on. I know it's not 100% real. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, when I'm, when I'm around... And they just start some drama out of nowhere. I'm like, I don't be a part of this. I'm going home. You know what I'm saying? Or like, we'll be having a good time at a party. And then VH1 to just tell the DJ to turn the music off. And then they shoot a scene in the middle of a party. Now, everybody is irritated. He's like, nigga, I'm in the middle of my juke. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, I'm trying to, like, set some things up. And that's how it be. Like, like now that I uh, go around, I notice that crowds have been getting smaller and smaller. You know what I'm saying? People, they don't want to deal with that. Like, they might really like the people that's that's on the show or whatever and really want to probably kick with them, but they don't want to deal with that. Because a minute ago, it used to be, like, almost the same people, like, you know what I'm saying? Same crowds. But now you go around, you see a bunch of people you don't even know, but everybody know how the situations go, and they just don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all in there trying to kick it, and they turn the music off for an hour to shoot a scene. Nobody likes it. You know what I'm saying? My friends... You know what I'm saying? They mess with my brother. Hey, my brother like a like a brother to them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But they don't like going around there. They sitting there like, look, bro, let us know when you had a real kickback. We mm-hmm. will show up to that. Don't exactly. have me out here, no damn extra. Let me know when them cameras ain't around. Let me tell you right now, because I be the girl sitting there with my glasses looking like, mm. <laughs> like exactly. head nod, like, and for this, I put on my good wig. Like when I'm, when I'm around, I swear to God, you will, 
Man. Like, honest to God, and I watch all trash reality TV. Like, I I am reality TV mm. down. I have never seen you on the show. And some exactly. days I'd be like, I'd even text, like, Frank, be like, were you on there? Like, you said right. you went to this fashion show. He's like, I was in the back. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, that's how I'd be. Like, I see myself maybe like three times in that, though. Like, but it'd be fast. I'm in the background. You doing a quick cut, like, exactly. no. Because I'm not, like, some people, like, do certain stuff on there to just make make their appearance. You know what I'm saying? They mess with anything ratchet. You got some ratchet going on. You about to be loud about a situation or you about to check somebody real quick. You going to make the show. Like, that's how that works. You got something good going on. You got something positive. Because I was at the fashion show. I performed there. They ain't show none of that. Wait, you performed? I performed. I okay, was, so I was this, only performance there. And this is the thing, like, and I know for a fact that, like, Van was trying to figure out a way to include you. You know, yeah. like, just being a good big brother. Because exactly. I always used to be like, all these raggedy ass artists I ain't mm. never heard of that's doing these intro tracks. I'm like, you better talk to somebody on VH1 so like have Brandon shit playing. Exactly. I was like, that to me would be more relevant yeah. uh, because a lot, it's a, a Chicago show. A lot of people say that, but you gotta think about it. Now they, they barely play four music on there. You know what I'm saying? Like because they be having like some pop music like when that when that they does show. not match. Exactly. I'm like, who is playing this during a breakup? Like, Nobody. You, right, you got a whole rap on the show that has songs related to this. Uh, topic or whatever like plays music and they don't play his music so why would they play mine you know what I'm saying gotcha why would they that's okay me? your time is yeah. coming and you definitely have like, been grinding but it then out. again I don't really I don't want to get noticed for um for being on a reality show and start rapping like them people they never succeed to me like the only person I know that succeeded I guess is Cardi B you know what I'm saying True. I will say, well, okay, if you're talking about it from a music perspective, I will say Cardi. If you're talking about it from an actual tattoo perspective, and it's outside of, like, the personal acquaintances that I know. Yeah. Truly, the person who I think has had, the or the two people who I think who have capitalized the best with minimal damage has been Kat. Mm-hmm. And has been, and it took her, whatever behind the scenes happened, I don't know. But I'm, or whatever was on the show. Yeah. But in terms of her having the foundation, the best thing that happened was her actually getting off the show to set up a true exactly. established brand. See, like, I, I don't think she necessarily would have had the deals with Shoe Dazzle or, or I think you, you have to know when to get off the merry-go-round. Yeah, and do. I think that's a really big issue with not just the black and crew franchise or love and hip hop. That is an issue with a lot of reality TV. Cause mm-hmm. I say all the time, it's like stripper mentality. There are very few jobs that I can sit here over a weekend and make five stacks. Right. <laughs> like I was a bank teller. I saw them come in. I was like, why do I have parents? Like I could have just got on a pole and been done with this, mm-hmm. you know, but it's the same concept with reality TV. You can, in a season, like, what, 10, 20 episodes, you done made, like, a good six figures, and now you can really invest the money in what it is that you truly want to do. Right. Now, on the other side, in terms of what your reputation might look like or what your, you know, I guess, hoops you got to jump through, that's up against your own moral code. So, I could see, like, why for you, you're just like, nah, we just going to do this on our own. Um, So, moving away from that, in a sense, where... I know you have your EP, the, the release parties this Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'll be there to support. Mm-hmm. I'm a grandma, so I'm just like, look, I'm coming through for two songs. Get in and out. Ain't going home. <laughs> like, I'm t- and then also, I know niggas be on that good CP time. 
you ain't gonna come there till your fit feel right, till everything's together. I'm literally gonna probably hit you up with two fingers from another side of the room, like, right. you see me, I'm out. Um, but where do you want to do? Do you want to start doing tours? Do you want to get signed to a label? Do you want to be independent? Like, where do you want your brand, or what do you want your brand to be? I mean, I I kind of want to be independent because, like, I don't see you taking orders from nobody. Right. Let me and, just- and that's what it is. It's like I feel like if I sign a, a deal like right off the back. I'm going to feel like I'm at work again. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm independent, I can drop what I want to drop. You know what I'm saying? I can build my own team, which is what we want to do. We don't want to be under nobody. You know what I'm saying? We want to be able to drop music. We want to be able to put out whatever kind of content. Mm -hmm. We don't want to have, oh, yeah, you got to drop eight albums because... Half Are you people. tied to this record exactly. label for 10 years and you like, I am not feeling right. this shit at all. You put out a song that you feel is really dope and they tell you, nah, we're going to pull that one. We want you to run with this one. You don't like the song like that. You just, you probably made it around to some play stuff. You know what I'm saying? They want you to, yeah, this is a bunch of mess. That's why I want to, <laughs> I want to actually build my team and we want to do the independent thing. I see you turning into, and it's not to compare you, but I see you turn into like a Chicago Nipsey hustle <laughs> without like the gang slash drug affiliation. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Just on some like normal shit. Um, and I think that's truly what I love about you as an artist the most is the fact of like you aren't drill, you mm-hmm. aren't conscious, you don't allow yourself to be put in a box in terms of what you exactly. have to be music wise, and you put out quality work. Yeah, and your wordplay is dope. I've been saying this forever. I'm like, this nigga can rap. <laughs> I'm like, he is good. Thank so, you, thank you. Um, I'm just saying, when you do get on, I just want like a porterhouse. A courthouse? Me- no, a porterhouse. A court? Wait, no, I don't want a cheeseburger. I want a steak. I'll see you on the two fish, huh? Okay. No, I don't. I was like, this manicure is not about to get messed up in garlic butter. I want a porterhouse. Extra lobster butter on or the lobster mac and cheese, okay. the little high class. Um, you know how Boston Market got that cream spinach, but when you go to like Del Frisco's, it's that good kind. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> like, I'm like, you go ahead, send that through Grubhub. Thank you mm-hmm. for my time and efforts. Um, but all jokes aside, love, I'm super proud of you. You definitely have uh, an amazing, I without even listening to it, I know your shit's cold. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of. Get black people out here working, not on bullshit. Um, So definitely, I will be keeping up with you in terms of that. And I wish you nothing but the best. And thank you so much for coming on. No problem. No problem. I'll be back whenever you need me. Well, thank you. (laughs) See, Brad, that's why I love you. You always come through. Mm. You smile like, you know, a nice little innocent teddy bear. And I'm like, you got common sense. I appreciate that. All the way to (laughs) 211.6. All platforms. Oh man. Also, um, what is just your handles? I know you, everybody got to do the drop. Oh, um, Instagram is at x c l u s i v dot k o m. Um, I don't know my Twitter. I'm, you don't like, know your Twitter? It's like underscore. There's two underscores then x c l u s i v v. Two underscore. Yeah. Well, did somebody else have it? I got a yeah. Buy. Somebody had. I, I got a bad from them or something. They change your name for I whoop your ass. To be right. Joy has questions. It's not responsible for all of you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Expressed <laughs> on the show. All right, then, love. Thank you for coming on. No problem. Okay. All right, everybody. You know, it is time for uh, 
my motivational message of the week. Um, this episode was a little bit different. Like, no, I didn't have anything crazy to talk about from the So According to IG um, spot. I really just wanted it to be focused on my guest as well as just really, you know, serve as that testament for when you are ready to do something, God's timing is the only thing that matters and you will be super successful. Um, so I really hope that that was able to pull through from this week. But there was something that happened to me earlier this week that I definitely wanted to share. It's no secret. Um, if anyone follows my branded page, if anybody um, also uh, deals with me in terms of just my branding in general, everyone knows that I don't have like the best relationship with my mother. In fact, I don't really have a relationship with her. Um, and something occurred this weekend that I will say just really for the first time um, shifted in my adulthood what it truly means to forgive and what it truly means to still put your peace at the same time. If you're like, what, Joy, what are you talking about? Um, long story short, I learned the lesson that forgiveness does not mean that you have to open yourself up to the same poor treatment that you've received. I will say that again. Forgiveness does not mean that you have to open yourself up or that you have to make yourself now available or a target for the same poor behavior that you have received in the past. And you still can be confident and be positive and be reassured that you are over a situation and that you forgive that person for whatever it is that they've done. Because one thing, if you notice when it comes down to abusers or um, serial cheaters, you know sometimes how like you'll see on TV or uh, just you'll hear these stories of it's just like, you know, they, they abused me and then after they cried. Or he broke down in tears and it's like, I don't know why I keep cheating on her. Or she was like, I don't know why I keep cheating on him or what's wrong with me. You can acknowledge the fact that you feel bad about what you're doing, about the action. But if you're not taking the steps to rectify the action, then to the victim, you're just setting them up for the next time that you can't cope, the next time that you can't process your emotions, the next time that you can't look your feelings in the face, and now you have to take it out on somebody else. You're going to look to the closest thing around you to do that instead of looking internally to truly fix what is wrong. And as a victim, you don't have time to sit here and be on pins and needles and wondering, is today the day that he's going to have a good day or she's going to have a good day? Or where are they? Or is this person really going to treat me with the respect and love that I deserve or accept me for who I am? So you just might get to that place of, you know, I've been asking for you to give me something even subconsciously, even though I haven't verbalized it or even though I haven't said it, I've been asking for you to give me something that I know you don't have the capacity to give. And when you come to that sort of understanding, that's a little bit of healing that you get back and that's a little bit of yourself that you're able to regain because it shifts your perspective in terms of who it is that you're dealing with. You don't go fishing with a shotgun and you don't go hunting with a fishing rod once you know the situation the context of what you're dealing with or who you're dealing with you act accordingly and you don't have to do so with anger or with strife 
So to everyone this week, whoever is dealing with the situation, whether it be familial, um, whether it be with a lover, whether it be a professional relationship, a toxic bot, whatever, <laughs> you can forgive that person. But that by no means that you have to sit there and still be subject to the same abuse, to the same treatment, to the same denial or lack of accountability. Or better yet, you don't have to be present for that level of dysfunction. You can't heal yourself that way. You can't move past it. You can't level up. And at the end of the day, if I'm a crackhead or a recovering addict or a former alcoholic walking into Benny's or, you know, constantly kicking it in the crack house is not going to help me to recover. Because one day you just might break and go back to the same bad habits that even you yourself were trying to conform from. So, let this week be a lesson for everyone to work on their forgiveness, but also stand firm in the fact that if I can forgive you and you still don't get to treat me like shit because I'm not going to let you. I hope everyone has an amazing week and I will catch you later on another episode of Joy Has Questions. Bye!